The Utah Jazz hoped to get their things righted against the Portland Trailblazers, but it was instead the writing done by Portland all over the top of the Utah Jazz. We're talking about what happened as the Blazers end their eight-game losing streak, and the Jazz have now lost four straight. Next, when we continue, coming up on Postcast. Where's my little thing? There it is. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you and some of you on the East Coast who are probably already celebrating Thanksgiving. We are very thankful that you are passionate enough about your team and care enough about the team that you're willing to spend time with us after a disappointing uh, night by the Utah Jazz. It was a night that started with Will Hardy kind of putting a lie in the sand says, if you don't play hard and you don't pass, you're not playing for the Utah Jazz. And it just never got going tonight. Portland, who has only led in one game all year by 10 points, has never led all season by more than 12, led 25 to 12, I believe it was. They were up by 13, their largest lead of the season, within about six minutes of this game. And it, it never it never continued. The game was never tied. There were no lead changes. Um, and it, I mean, it's, this one is, and, and, and Will Hardy said before the game, we're not going to talk about excuses. We're not going to talk about fatigue. It's a fatigue leak. So, so we won't do it either. We'll, we'll, we'll follow Will Hardy's, you know, yes. rule on mm-hmm. that. Like, okay, three games, four nights, double. Oh, no. Like they just got, they got waxed by a team that had lost eight in a row that came in as the worst offensive team in the league. They got Malcolm Brogdon back, which helps them. But, wow, this is – this feels like a – I don't know. This is this one's hard. This was surprising. And maybe you can tell me. I meant to look at, look at that today and what the Jazz have been doing in the first quarter here as of late. I know they were down 11 in the first quarter uh, tonight. And this is a team that – I don't think can afford to play uphill. No, consistently. You're 100 right, Ron. They're four and zero this year when they lead at the half. They're zero and ten now when they are tra- trail at halftime. Here's what's crazy about that: the Jazz are 19th in the league in fourth first quarters. Okay, so that that's not. We're actually not good as in the third and fourth quarters more. But the last two teams we've played came into the game as last in the league in first quarters. The Lakers were the worst first quarter team in the league until they played us, and then Portland became. The worst fourth quarter, first quarter team in the league. And then they beat us 32 21 today. I mean, the numbers, I can keep going just because this was such an out of body experience by Portland. I mean, there is a le- level where it feels like the Jazz got hit by the regression of the mean on the Blazers. The Blazers came into the night shooting 31.9% on three point shots last in the NBA and then promptly went 17 of 39 against us. Like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, how you. Did you pronounce that drop? Yeah. Like, right. And, and all of a sudden he's making like their third you string know, centers like bearing. Yeah. Right. Kamara comes in one of 13 from three. He goes two of four. Shaden Sharp comes in five of his last 26 from three. He goes two of four. Like, what is this? It's like a little nutty. Um, Scoot Henderson's the only one who was shooting 9% from three. He went over three. So that actually held too. But otherwise, just really a unbelievable. Um, an unbelievably just kind of straight unexpected. I guess that would be, you really felt like this was the, like Portland. They're not, they've lost eight in a row. You've lost to the Suns and the Lakers, but like, you're going to come out here tonight and rectify the things that are wrong. And and nothing got rectified. 
the offense, we I know we talk about the offense quite a bit, you know, because we can see, yeah. you know, that you know, the things that they're not doing, uh, what the coach is, has been preaching. But defensively, they're struggling there as well. I mean, this is, you're giving up 51% to a team that's, that's, um, uh, they were the, la- they were yeah. the worst shooting team right. in the league coming in. I mean, there's like, so I don't know enough to tell you what's going on. They wrong. had a great night. They had a great night. A great and, night. And so the question you have to ask a little bit on this one is, because this is the storyline coming in, really, if you, if, and we said it, like, so the storyline coming in was the Blazers came in. These, I, I never got into these numbers. So we'll do it here. So the Blazers came in last in the NBA in half court offense. They averaged 0.84 points per half court possession. I mean, they weren't like sort of bad. They're 13.13, 13 points per 100 possessions, worse than the average. It's not good. Okay. The Jazz came in with the worst half court defense in the NBA 106, which is a lot considering the league average is 97. But we were only nine points worse than league average. So you wondered like which of those two, two things was going to win the day. And then somehow, the Blazers get hot. Like, I do think that there's like this kind of crazy shooting by the Blazers, but the Blazers who run on the year, what was it? Point, point eight four. They were 1.12 points in the half court tonight. Like <clears throat> they were so far above their horrendous league average. It's crazy. But it's amazing, David. We, we see this night in and night out. <clears throat> we watch it on TV when teams just seem to have a little momentum. And, and things seem to be going good, right? And all of a sudden, the whole team seems to be uh, playing a little bit above their head or, I mean, just, and, and if you can't put that fire out some kind of way, then you, you, this is what you're going to get. I mean, you're going to get a team that, that was that was struggling. Now the confidence starts to build and you get centers that shoot 28% knocking down threes and just, and all of a sudden you can't put the fire. You make such a great point. Because here's what was visually obvious if you watched this game. And if you were listening to it, we tried to portray this. They were playing with, like, this youthful, exuberant confidence. And our guys looked so tight. And that's a little bit where you're making the point about we've got to play from ahead. Now, that's not that easy. because, yeah. But but you're right. Like, M- Matisse Thibel's a bad shooter. Like, he's bounced around to teams in the NBA and barely been on the NBA rosters because he can't shoot. He was just, like, pulling. Like, he was so confident. And then the Jazz were driving, and you could just... You could feel how tense the Jazz were in in their actions tonight in trying to force things and make the right play. There was a possession where the Jazz, I think, had a shot clock violation because everyone just was trying so hard to do the right thing in the in the possession where throw the extra pass, do this. So you're right, Ron. Like it's a great way to say it is like the early start by Portland, even though they lost eight in a row, they somehow got that kind of juice on the court and got that confidence. And our guys just headed the opposite direction tonight. I would like to see the Jazz start to score out of their offense uh, and not so much individual. Um, I mean, guys out there got a lot of skills. Uh, and But use those skills within the offense, if you understand what I mean. I mean, there's a certain way that Will wants his offense to go. Uh, I'd really like to see that work or if it's, if, if, if we have the personnel to make it work, you know, right now I don't see that. Right. And I, you know, from a jazz fan standpoint, I, I, I think we will. And, and everyone feels your frustration. The jazz have lost seven of their 11 games by 16 or more. Yeah. Right. Like that's not like, I think everyone kind of knew coming in that, that it was going to be, you know, wins are hard to come by in this league. The league's loaded right now, but I don't think people anticipated losing 
by 16 or more in seven of the 11 games. Like, I got it. Like, I think that's a fair that's a fair feeling from a Jazz fan. I don't think Will's okay with that either. I think that's that's <laughs> David. I think this season what was what we thought was going to happen yeah, last season. Hundred percent, you know, right? And, yeah, and and maybe truthfully, like you know, we go back to the Mike Conley trades, and that's what Kevin Pelton. Kevin Pelton had a great point on our broadcast. Uh, ESPN's Kevin Pelton with this. Like, if you look at Houston, everything changed for them when they added Fred VanVleet, and and they have that kind of. You looked at Portland tonight; they had Malcolm Brogdon. They looked different with Malcolm Brogdon on the floor than when they looked horrendous last week with Shaden Sharp on the floor. And, you know, we're asking Keontae George much sooner than anyone anticipated to be the starting point guard on this roster. And then the second unit doesn't really have a point guard to, you know, and that's probably the reason why you heard the jazz being mentioned in the drew holiday talk was to try to find that puzzle. They're not that easy to find, right? Like they're, right. they're, you know, Fred got played an awful lot of money. Malcolm Brogdon, you know, has been moved around a little bit, but those those players are not are not easy to find right now that are organizing your roster and and, and doing that. And it's clear that I thought that was a really good point by Kevin that that player is what seems a little absent right now for the Jazz. So you got your star players, and you look at every roster in the NBA. There's there's the star players. There's guys that are going to flat out for the most part get it done for you every night. You expect that out of them, but then you look at the support players, and you know, where are they and, and how much support do they give those star players in order to make it, to make a very good basketball team? Uh, the makeup of this Portland Trailblazers team, um, I think right now there's a lot of support players. Yeah. And, uh, but that's the reason the Jazz, San Antonio, and the Portland Trailblazers are now, what, three and four in 11. Right. All right. So tough one tonight for the Jazz. They really never got rolling. We're never in this game. They were down 11 at the end of one. They were down 19 at the half. They were down 26 at the end of three, and they end up losing at 121-105. They did win the second half, um, if that matters to you. Um, they will play the New Orleans Pelicans on Saturday and Monday, which will be Monday. awesome mm-hmm. because Zion Williamson will be in town, so tickets are available to that. There is a really good Holly Rowe um, interview with Will Hardy on Jazz Plus, so go grab that. As well, we give out two stars at the end of every game. I'm going to give one to Ochai Abaji because he came off the bench with a kind of like, oh, I got the message. Like, I was too passive in the starting lineup, and I'm going to attack the rim and drive and take these curls and and be much more aggressive and have not just be I – mean, can I steal your phrase? Ron Boone says about <laughs> players that sometimes they're just out there. Just, and Ochai in the starting lineup kind of ended up just out there, and he yeah. was much more influential tonight. So I will give him one of my stars. Do you have a star you would like to give? I really Rambu? don't, David. I really. What about really Kelly Olynyk back in the starting lineup with 13 points, nine rebounds, and five assists tonight on five of five shooting? Then he would be the only one because okay. I, and yeah, let's give it. To, let's give it to. Kelly. Omer Yerksaven was in the rotation. Chris Dunn got minutes early in the third quarter out of frustration. Um, the starters played a full 32 minutes. Will Hardy uh, put, left the starters in the game to finish it to send a message that he did not approve of the way they started the night. 25 assists. The Jazz averaged about 26 a game. Uh, 25 assists and 24 turnovers. Yeah, oh, my it's, goodness. It's the, it's the defense is All right. killing them. We'll see what happens. Jazz, New Orleans twice this week. That'll be a lot of fun on Saturday and Sunday. I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Ron and I are particularly thankful to all of you with such an amazing passion Absolutely. for this team and what you do. I'm thankful for this guy. He's like my favorite. Um, thanks to Kevin Pelton for joining us on the broadcast and uh, hope you guys have a wonderful day tomorrow and the rest of the weekend. And we 
we do appreciate you very much, particularly in nights like tonight when it's obviously this is not why you watch a team, root for a team and want to see nights like tonight. We got it, and and we feel that with you. Um, but so we really, really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show. And uh, have a nice and, Thanksgiving. And to be with us. Have a great Thanksgiving. On behalf of Ron, I'm David. Have a great night. We will now send you over to the first ever 24-7 YouTube national sports channel stream of Locked On Sports today. Did you get the time?